Ripple and XRP can just not escape the headlines this week and over the past couple of weeks. Now we're hearing an amicus brief filed by Coinbase uh, into the SEC case. This could change some things very quickly around listing. Uh, I'll break into all that good stuff today. My name is Paul Barron. Welcome back into TechPath. I want to thank our sponsor today. That is iTrust Capital. iTrust Capital, if you're looking at long-term holding of Bitcoin and other digital assets, this is one of the crypto IRAs out there that I use and I think is one of those platforms that I think a lot of people are starting to explore, primarily because it gets around to tax season. People are looking for those additional little bonuses that you can do in terms of tax planning. So make sure and check them out. A lot happening out there. Of course, crypto, gold, silver, a ton of different assets within uh, the platform itself. No monthly fees. And if you do jump into it and you're looking at funding your account, you can get a $100 funding reward by just using our link. So all you have to do is click the one down below. That'll get you going. Let's go over to the top story, and that is uh, Coinbase. Uh, filing for to support Ripple's uh, case really against the SEC. And this, is, this has really been around an SEC or an amicus brief. Let me kind of highlight a couple of things here that they put in here. So... They petition uh, the court, basically say permission to file um, a friend of the court, amicus, uh, briefing the ongoing lawsuit. We'll get into why this is happening. Uh, given the absence of the SEC rulemaking for the cryptocurrency industry, obviously we know all this uh, in the essence that they have not necessarily had a position. So the SEC is, is really basing off of the given fair notice before bringing the enforcement action against uh, the sales of one of the thousands of unique digital assets, including the, obviously, XRP. So this in itself obviously will affect uh, Coinbase in many different ways. And uh, I thought their their brief was kind of interesting. Um, another thing here, I wanted to put this right here. In addition to the SEC registration requirements for national securities exchanges, currently suitable to the way digital assets uh, platform perform, the existing uh, SEC requirements only allow uh, broker-dealers to be members of the registered securities exchanges. So that's another factor, meaning that the retail customers can only trade assets on exchanges indirectly by using the services of a broker-dealer. So that in itself is also, this also could be intermediation risks that could avoid, uh, could all this could be avoided by on digital asset trading platforms, again, to benefit customers. Now, what that simply means is that where Coinbase is going with this is the potential, one, they've lost a lot of money. I'll break down what that is. But the opportunity uh, loss as well is pretty uh, pretty significant. For them to step into this amicus brief role uh, is pretty significant, I think, in the essence of who will be the first to list it. Because, it, you know, this is gets, you get a lot into a lot of conjecture of which one could be the case. And I look at it really on, on two fronts is uh, you need to be, I think, strategically for Ripple, and I'm not sure who is going to have the say on this, but for strategically for Ripple, you need both industri or, uh, in industry level uh, investors, and then you need our institutional level investors, and you need retail investors. And I think the mix that could fall into that really kind of leans in the maybe in the way of, of Coinbase. So in comparison to maybe Binance or FTX, I don't know. What do you guys think? If you, Do you think Coinbase could be the one that gets... XRP maybe ask the first relisting. I kind of love your you guys' feedback on that. Uh, here's Jeremy Hogan uh, just jumping in. Coinbase, Amicus Brief. Well, heck, if you come out in opposition to the SEC, you might as well relist it. And I, <laughs> and I think that might be the case, Jeremy. We'll see. Uh, here is Ellen Charrett. She's a, a Fox News reporter. Uh, 
somewhat positive on crypto. Um, four amicus brief requests have been uh, filed on behalf of Ripple Day. Uh, crypto Council, uh, which describes itself as an alliance of the industry. You got Coinbase, of course, in there of crypto and then just filed in the last hour and then a VC firm and this is uh, Val Hill Capital. So it seems as though all of this is coming out of the woodwork in terms of support. Now, usually that means that the risk of a loss is getting lesser and lesser. Nobody's going to put this on the line uh, and go into this. The other aspect that could play into this um, that I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand is maybe the aspect of what, what could happen with all of these briefs. I was looking at this coming in from James. Uh, this is filing law. And he's kind of saying, hey, wait a minute, don't be surprised if tomorrow he's, he's going to be talking about the SEC asking for additional pages and additional time to respond to all these briefs coming in. So uh, he thinks that that might be a ploy. And again, you know, could be, yes, of course. I want to go back to the brief itself. There's a couple things here on page uh, 13, uh, 12 and 13 that you guys can, uh, uh, our guys have had a chance to really kind of fine tooth comb it. But there's a couple of areas in here. This is one uh, right here. In addition, let me kind of highlight a little bit of where I'm starting right there. In addition to the widespread market adoption of XRP speaks volumes about the market understood the SEC's guidance. Uh, as this court has noted before, the SEC filed a lawsuit in December 2020. XRP was listed on 200 exchanges. Billions of dollars in XRP was bought and sold each month. And numerous market mergers uh, makers engaged in uh, daily uh, transactions. So. That in itself, in terms of just volume, the uh, overall impact on the exchanges themselves, as well as the impact on the customers and the traders, this all plays into it. So he kind of goes, it, it, it is implausible to think, let me highlight that there, that these desperate actors would have done so if they believed, as the SEC now claims, is the XRP sales were illegal. So basically nobody at that level, 200 exchanges, all these traders, everybody if there was any hint of illegal activity, you would know it in those kind of scenarios because this was such all upfront and in the wide open. So I think that was another, um, another position, I think, from this amicus briefs that really gets into it. Uh, let's see here. There's a couple of other things here. Uh, far, okay, here we go. Uh, this is direct market. Let me start right here. This is the direct market um, impact of the action far exceeds the $1 billion threshold set by the Office of the Management and Budget of the OMB in its guidance uh, to federal agencies on what constitutes of a rulemaking deserving of formal quantitative analysis in the benefits of cost. Uh, and then you see further in here, it's, but it's far, likely, far in excess of the $15 billion loss to retail customers. Uh, and yet at the time the action was filed, the SEC filed or failed to address that the need a regulatory framework for digital assets. So again, what, what this is simply saying is this thing had far-reaching impact on the market itself, the, uh, the stakeholders, in essence, the token holders, as well as all of the aspects of the industry that was circling around it, including all the different partners, et cetera, the exchanges. So I think this position for Coinbase uh, is going to continue to put some pressure on the SEC Again, this is just one of those things that I think uh, will continue to put a lot of notice and a lot of awareness around what's happening in crypto in general. If you look at this Bloomberg crypto uh, video, let me kind of play this clip right here. This is an interesting 
uh, statement by these ladies. Yes, CEO and executive saying, we bring on regulation, we want to therefore be deemed sort of more legitimate, but are investors seeing it that way? I think you have to break down what kind of investors. First of all, 60% of those who are surveyed by Bloomberg, this is more than 560 investors, said yes. And interestingly enough, if you look at the type of investors, retail investors were saying so at a greater rate than mm. professional investors. And when you look at the crypto industry at large, you are seeing a lot of divergence still in the types of investors that are more likely to buy crypto over the next 12 months off of the back of that. For example, you're seeing more sell-side traders say yes, as opposed to those high-level asset allocators and executives saying yes. So you do have divergence within <laughs> the type of investor, but generally Whether here, it's on their own personal book or whether it's for their Exactly. <laughs> I think there's a huge difference there on the, to the volumes you're buying at that level, right? But 60% do say yes, that the regulatory clarity means a lot. Interestingly enough, um, some of these investigations, as we know, are pretty nascent. And the, the things that the SEC are looking at, whether it's at NFTs and Yuga Labs, or whether we're thinking about the way they're approaching Three Arrows Capital, which is a little further down the road in terms of uh, the hiccups we saw a lot earlier this year that were much more blatant and detrimental to the market, that a little yeah. bit of regulation might have protected some people against. Perfect. There was a couple of points on there uh, that were interesting, and I'm going to scrub the video a little bit here because there was a chart that they pulled up. This one right here, um, and, and it, even though it does say not so fast, likeliness of buying more crypto, I want you to look at the flow of the investors in here. Senior portfolio management, uh, you're getting into the very low risk level investors. Of course, they would be on the no side. Portfolio manager, also low risk. Risk manager, also low risk. Research and economist, but retail investor, buy-side trader, sales, and sell-side trader, obviously, uh, down there. But what impressed me was risk manager and even uh, research and economist were starting to sway into the yes camp. And again, this gets back to my point, and we talked about this on the channel quite a bit, is that the regulation scenario that plays out within this is doing really two things. One, it's setting a framework for the overall industry. But I think two, this is actually creating awareness. And the, you know, we may hate this action from the SEC, but I think it's probably put Ripple and XRP on the front page of a lot of different places that potentially could actually backfire on the SEC in terms of awareness around all these projects and what that future might mean. So definitely a lot of stuff uh, moving out there for sure. I want to go over to Coinbase's earnings analysts, uh, seeks details on new revenue streams. There was a couple of things in here that I wanted to focus on. Uh, lower trading volumes of $217 billion. This is down from $309 billion in the first quarter. Major driver, 31% revenue decline last quarter. Coinbase's net, loss, net losses at 1.1. Remember Kathy Wood bailed out of Coinbase. Uh, I think she did do a re-entry, but obviously the value of Coinbase uh, readjusted dramatically. So don't, don't get blinded. There is a real initiative here for Coinbase to try to get back into the fray of investments. And, and really, if we do see a movement here with XRP and the SEC, it could actually cause a mini uprun. I won't call it a bull cycle, but we could see a mini run here around just the decision on maybe November 15th. And that will be a scenario that could cause a lot of action, not only on Bitcoin, but also the capacity of really understand where regulators are going. Remember also midterms are over by then. So 
all these new lawmakers are going to be watching this decision and starting to assess based on these kind of things. So it's definitely uh, something to keep a, a really close eye on. Um, here's Stasis that's integrating with Euroback Stablecoin uh, with XRP Ledger. A lot of things within this too. I think, you know, just another brick being added to the foundation of uh, EURS and it will obviously solidify the asset for the next cycle of stablecoin market adoption, their ongoing partnership obviously with uh, XRP to enable better financial inclusion. So um, I think this is another area that we'll, we'll continue to see movement within XRP as well. I think the question mark is how does XRP and Ripple, once they break out of this, you know, what's their next step? Where are they really going to be moving hard? I think maybe this tweet right here kind of tells you. This is the Wall Street Journal. It's a full page ad, guys. Think crypto is none of your business. Think again. They are looking at a restructure of their, maybe their entire marketing campaign from a global aspect. Remember, they've got a lot of partnerships on the global side, but not many here in the U.S. state side. So I think there's a big opportunity uh, for Ripple to really kind of unhook uh, in this area. Don't forget also Ripple's NFT to XRP Ledger. Um, we talked about this in a video. Make sure and check out our previous video on this because we really went into the detail. But I think um, the ledger in itself from an NFT side, a lot of people, and we were talking about this in the crypto pit today, whether or not it's too late for XRP. I think it's not. I think they still could be a major player in the NFT space. It's just a matter of time uh, for before they really get a chance to do it. Uh, here's a whale suddenly moving uh, a pretty significant amount, 148000 148,102,000 trove of crypto and of course uh, Ripple falling right there in the middle of it. So um, very interesting stuff. Again, wallet activity, especially around the whales, if you guys are following Whale Alert, all those kinds of uh, sites out there on Twitter, uh, it's worth it because you get a chance, especially on tokens that maybe you follow, uh, just if you kind of keep an eye, uh, keep your head up and understanding where it's going. Uh, it's also setting a high number of addresses within balances over a million dollars. This also starts to show me right there accumulation. And as we see more accumulation around this, I think a lot of people are anticipating that particular mini run on XRP. Obviously, the relisting will be a big factor once we see it. And then, of course, the bigger factor, I think, is the onslaught of how the SEC is going to be dealing with the marketplace uh, after all of this. I want to jump over here just to the chart. Uh, and we'll also take a look quickly. You can kind of see uh, all the way back here. Let's go all the way back here too. And we'll look at uh, right here. This is September 19th. So we can kind of get a little bit of a run. Since it's September 19th, holding right now at about 34% right there. But it's had some really good upsides too. So I think some people have taken some profits if you were in on the short side and looking at trades for XRP. And if you look at just in general, here recently, a little bit flat. This again, just our um, uh, our CPI, which is kind of showing. But the interesting thing right now, we do show a little bit of a downtrend, even though we're seeing flat on the market. So I anticipate when we look at squeezing this out and looking at where we are right now, we're expecting a little bit of a downtrend right here on XRP uh, as we move forward. So we're watching this one uh, very quickly and um, really kind of keeping an eye on it. One thing that we have done also just recently is we have flipped to daily uh, sentiment data over on the CPI. So you guys are going to get a chance to see a lot more of it. We're going to try to stretch those out to around a two-week run or a two-week run for you. Um, 
the, the charts will change a little bit for you guys, but you'll start to see a lot more of daily data on that. So all that's coming in. If you guys are tuned in over on the podcast right now, make sure and jump over here to the YouTube channel. It's where we do the charts. Uh, you'll catch all this. And it's also, once you subscribe to the channel and you hit like, you're going to get a couple of things. One, you're going to get more notifications um, so that when we go live, you can catch a lot of that alpha, but also you'll get more of content like ours and others into your feed. So it's going to really help you in terms of your education uh, around blockchain and kind of the future of crypto. So make sure and do that. If you guys want to reach me, it is out there on Twitter at Paul Barron. We'll catch you next time right here on TechBath.